welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters, and it's the holiday season. It is the holiday season. Hopefully, uh, you're all prepared. Uh, at the time this goes out, this is probably two days before Christmas, you need a last-minute gift idea, the Arizona Beer Book. TheArizonaBeerBook.com is the website that you can get it. Don't think we can get it to you in time uh, to for Christmas Day, but do what I do and just give people Christmas presents late. And then it's even more of a surprise because they don't think I get them anything. And then after everybody else gives them all their gifts and they think that's it, here I come with uh, with the Arizona Beer Book. <laughs> so uh, you can also go. There's about 50 or 60 tap rooms and uh, places across uh, the state that carry the Arizona Beer Book. So um, grab one of them at your local tap room as well for your favorite beer lover in your life. Now, this episode, uh, Phoenix Magazine released this uh, about a month ago, and uh, I wanted to release it. Uh, we talked about releasing it on this platform as well so we can, you know, uh, share the love with everybody. This is uh, me and Matt and Johan from Phoenix Magazine sitting down after the Arizona Craft Beer Awards and the Arizona Craft Beer Awards Festival, which was the following day. Now, this was the inaugural Craft Beer Awards put together by Phoenix Magazine with the help of the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. We had about a third of the breweries. There's about 40 breweries throughout the state who participated in this, and hopefully we'll see uh, each year more and more participate in this because I think this is really great. Get some competition going. Get some camaraderie going. You know, people want to win awards. Whether they say they do or they don't, they do. (laughs) So... uh, this this was a really fun episode because we got to sat, sit down and reflect on the awards and reflect on the actual festival itself and uh, just uh, just really love these guys. These guys are doing some really cool stuff to uh, bring some well-deserved attention to Arizona craft beer. Now, if you want to see the list of winners for this, uh, check out the show notes or you can just Google the uh, Arizona Craft Beer Awards Phoenix Magazine, and you'll find the article uh, that was published October 21st by Matt, Matthew Johnson. So Matt is one of the ones that joins, uh, uh, that's on this episode, and this was a really good time. Uh, I, I might get fired up a few times about this or that, uh, because I have a lot of love for Arizona beer, and uh, people who like to talk smack, and people who like to act like they're knowing what they're talking about by talking smack. Uh, they don't know, right? Because the the breweries that won uh, deserve to win, and you know it's you can say what you want, but um, these are fantastic breweries, and all all very well deserving of the awards that they won. So let's get into this one. This was a conversation I had with Matt and Johan from Phoenix Magazine uh, around the Arizona Craft Beer Awards. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome everybody. We're uh, first episode post beer festival, uh, which maybe we're all maybe Matt and I are feeling a little more relaxed today uh, than we were in our last episode. Uh, but we're back. We're I guess for the first time on our podcast, we're here with Eric Walters from uh, up, Tap That AZ, uh, the OG beer podcast yeah, here the, in the Arizona. Arizona beer podcast. Right? Is that? I'll and take then, that. Yeah, I'll take and then, it. The, yeah, uh, yeah. then you have also um, hold it up for the cameras if you're watching on YouTube. You oh, yeah. you also are the publisher and sales guy, as you told us, for yes, the yes, uh, Taste of AZ magazine, um, covering what food and beverage around the state. Yeah, all Arizona food and beverage. So started tap that AZ in late 2016 is when we started recording, and uh, 2017 through 
2020 uh focused pretty much on beer but had a lot of opportunities with like chefs like cool chefs in the in you know throughout the state saying hey we know we're not beer but would you be down to you know talk with us and i'm like hell yeah you know some really cool chefs so uh that expanded into a taste of az and uh you know we wrote the arizona beer book and then published this in 2020 wait that. 2021 yeah so love that that's the whole summary that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> well last time we were with you uh was uh at the gold mine in Goldwater, and yes. that was super fun and then you uh you were a a mainstay at the arizona craft uh beer festival and uh right over there right yeah For, exactly yeah uh just this past weekend so um you know give us your uh your your 10 second rundown of the beer festival and while you, you do think? that we do have some beers left over from the awards oh, yeah. so yeah, i'm gonna beers. crack one of those guys okay. um if you guys want to feel free there's beers from that brewing there's a lumberyard uncle bears phoenix beer co i have to give you a ticket for each and a drink, dragon right? yeah yeah yeah. hand over a ticket <laughs> we have these uh, ticket cards we're left gonna over. show off our uh, beer cards from the uh and Those are really we, cool. We have some sample cups left over. So um, I like the uh, the the Phoenix Beer Co. because they won Best in Show uh, you beat me for 2020. Uh, What's the Uncle Bear's one? Oh, she, I didn't know we were grabbing that. I'm like, he was like, as he's, it's like a, a game kids play where it's oh, like, is that your, are we sharing these? I can, I can split this one <laughs> for teasing. sure. No, I'm just teasing. Because this is, I think, mm. uh, uh, it's a golden ale that it didn't, this, the brewery won Best in Show for their IPA, but this one we is won. a. Hit Arizona me with that gold. trail ale. Hit you with the trail ale? Yeah. All right. So uh, I thought the festival was great. Um, yeah, you had a booth there. Had a booth. Thank hang you guys for, for yeah. letting us hang out with the with you know being involved with the with that. I love setting up tables there because you know obviously we get to hand out our stuff. We get to sell like the Arizona beer book, some of the merch we had, and. Uh, to be able to set up a podcast, you don't know what you're going to get, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, one of my plans uh, for this, I was going to tell you guys earlier that, but we just kind of, uh, I forgot, uh, is I have some interviews throughout the 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 uh, event. So I want to kind of talk with about them and then we'll interlace them in. Oh, Beautiful. I like that. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Johan appeared on your uh, one of your most recent episodes where you were recording a real Wild and Woody. So yes. that, that was pretty cool to to hear that. And then you were talking with some other breweries that came by and sounded like what was it, just like some tick, uh, just normal beer fest goers that came by yeah. at one point. It seems it seems like I love. So a little disclaimer, uh, as as Luke, my business partner, and I are building our company, you know, it's it's two of us, but you have to create this corporate structure right you have to create your org chart mm -hmm. and it's like okay well there's only two of us filling all these positions but it's a lot you know it allows us to see it at least me differently because I'm, I'm not really a business mind i'm more of like a creative type so uh what i looked at was i'm like you know what if i was my boss on saturday and i went to the festival with my attitude i would have been pissed at me <laughs> you know because i was i I'd, I'd went a little too hard the night before so i was kind of feeling it a little bit and it took me a little while to get the podcast stuff set up you know but if i would have been my own boss i'd have been like come on like you know but i don't know if you guys sense that or not i always i still have a smile on my face at all times <laughs> totally I, I i don't i don't know that i noticed that you were uh you were maybe i was so stressed out uh about the ice that... not you know i think it was just at the beginning i think well the ice thing was yeah yeah that's a, that's a right put that on the lessons learned uh, yeah well apparently that is the um 
the Murphy's Law of Beer Festivals sure. is that everybody has ice issues. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll we'll be we'll be addressing that next year for <laughs> sure. But well, so um, so yeah, I usually get a cross mix of that, right? And I don't. It's not really intentional, but it just tends to happen. Is I get some people that. Um, are in the industry, people that I really know well, like Marshall from Simple Machine or Adam from Phoenix Beer Co. Uh, and we just kind of catch up. What are you guys up to? What's new? And then maybe I'll get some new people. I'm like, hey, you know, I've been wanting to meet you guys. Come over, you know, talk five minutes about your spot. And then you always seem to, you get an abundance of guests, especially the longer it goes. Yeah. Right. I've learned the last hour put the equipment away because it's, it's funny but then when you're seeing people spit on your microphone as they're talking and they're they're grabbing it and you know like i just did uh you're like all right let's shut exactly it down, yeah you good, know? good point about the last hour of a beer fest yeah it, it does it can get sloppy sometimes especially at like a you know a, a strong beer a real wild and woody where they're mm -hmm. serving big big beers all day and that's what everyone's drinking all day long i think yeah. that um, our beer festival on, on Saturday in Glendale, it was, it was a lot of kind of chill out beers and yeah. we had a really, really kind of chill crowd and, um, people had a lot of fun playing in the, in the vast lawn that we had, you know, and, yep. and uh, uh, it, there was, I think there was uh, an ales from the crypt from Oso. That was my, that might've been the strongest beer there. Mm. Um, they had a couple cans of that. It, it, it went before I got a chance to go over there, which is probably a good, uh, you know, you'd be surprised at late, how many, you know? you'd be surprised at how many cans they still have of uh, some of their ales from the crypt at oh. the, uh, at the Oso and Gilbert. I picked oh, yeah. up a couple of cans of the Stroop waffle the other day, which is like my, one of my favorites. And, uh, and they had a, they still had cans of, uh, Bung, what is it? Called? Hits from the bung. Hits from the bung. Yeah, yeah, the barley yeah. one. So I was, I had to get me. Yeah. Back. <laughs> so they had that. In, uh, you know, Renhouse had a couple of str uh, stronger, like ten percent, thirteen percent beers too. Um, but most of the stuff I think kind of settled around six to seven. You know, kind of kind of light beers, sure, fruit beers, a lot of representation of what people won their awards for. Like yeah, Saddle like Mountain that. brought their both their um award winning beers. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I thought it was it was a good crowd of people. Uh, I had a great time. I thought there was good food options. Uh, Stephen, I don't know if you saw Stephen Wizard of Zah did a pizza review. You did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but, the pizza from the Heritage venue. Yeah, and, um, yeah. He, he's funny because he, you know, he does all those pizza reviews, and but uh, he's still trying to get Dave Portnoy's attention from Barstool, yeah, who does the, yeah. you know, the one bite pizza reviews. So I don't. Do you know? Has he ever got his attention? No. no. I asked him Saturday. I'm like, dude, have you ha ha any anything? He's like, nope. But I'm I'm gonna keep trying. I think he said, what is it? Well, yeah, I get the Super Bowls here. Yeah. Right? So he's like they're gonna be here he's For like I'm sure gonna make you know uh steven does a really good job like he what i like about him is you know i'm, I'm kind of a uh, old school in a way of you know i get kind of crabby about stuff i don't like you know <laughs> like uh, i so i like when people create things that are not at somebody else's expense right you know i, I see you, you see a lot of online presence and influencers that are extracting value from somebody but not giving value back right totally. um, you oh, can sure. buy any number on social media you want right this restaurant doesn't know that 30,000 of your 45,000 followers are bots you know or part of your whatever right see I, I get all fired up <laughs> totally so so what I love about Steven Steven he brings authenticity uh, I mean he does it in his free time uh, so he's gonna do it the way he wants to do it and you know we've, we've had conversations of you know the 
trials and tribulations of trying to make a career out of like being a content creator, right? And everybody's always down for uh, when you're like, hey, I want to come into a podcast. Hey, what's this cost? Nothing. We just want to come into a podcast. Cool. All right. We also, you know, do these things. Nah. <laughs> you know, it's or so it, it's it's a hard thing to um, to, I guess, create that vision, I guess you can say for other people to kind of see of what value is being brought. Is that a word, right? Brought, rotten. Rotten. That's a sign. That, no, I totally, I, <laughs> no, I totally, no, I totally get where you're coming from, and I think that's one of the things I've, I, uh, I like about about you and about Luke is that it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you guys are trying to, uh, you know, it feels like you guys are genuinely being a part of the of the community. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things that I think in any. Anytime you get a community that's a certain size, you start to get people who who question everybody's motives. And even even with our beer awards, we had people that um, that have claimed that it was like a popularity contest, or that it was you know that it wasn't the best wasn't represented. I saw comments, and it's like and it's like you know it's the first year we do this. Not everybody mm-hmm. submitted beers. Some of the best breweries in the state didn't submit their beers in, yeah. into the awards. And that's not yeah. necessarily their fault. Maybe they no. didn't have the product to do, or maybe they didn't hear about it in time or yeah. whatever. But yeah. like, ultimately, um, you know, it's not like we, we set out or the guild set out or anybody set out to, to give awards to like the cool kids club and ignore everybody else. Um, we worked with what was submitted and yeah. hopefully next year more people submit and, yeah. and the, the, the process of judging, uh, was all very, uh, I, I, integrity is the word that comes to mind because yeah. it was all blindly tasted. I mean, if anybody tried to go to the back of house that wasn't supposed to, they were like, shoot out immediately. <laughs> like it was like, you couldn't be back there. You couldn't, um, you couldn't know what's being poured and yeah. and i know several judges that recused themselves from judging something because they knew what it was mm. and and you know maybe not everybody does that it's human nature to maybe want to keep it to yourself but ultimately like like it they did the they did the best possible job yeah. at it yeah, yeah. i was and at a so, table and uh the one beer i was able to recognize is the uh neonic orange julius from the shop yeah that's okay. pretty yeah. easy to kind of pick out it was sure. the one like creamsicle and we'd kind of gotten a description of what each each of those sours that was my first uh grouping of the day in the first hour and literally everything else i must have had i think i brought this up i must have had like 20 to 25 different samples including on the best in show table I had no idea what any of those were, and uh, for for you know for people to, to to wonder like oh why why did this beer win? I'm like it met the 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 GABF guidelines that we were going on, yeah, and it tasted good, and including the best in show beer, which I'll admit I I've, I told uh, Popeye from Phoenix Beer Co I didn't like it the the IPA that ended up winning I liked the lager from Flying uh, Bassett that ended up taking the uh, the bronze yeah. Uh, the lager to me was was great, and so we kind of had a little debate at the table. Um, I didn't even like the the specialty one. I I didn't think that was second place, but everyone else at the table did. Um, uh, I think that was the Boom Dynamite won the silver, yep. and uh, Monsoon IPA from Phoenix Beer won gold. So there was like a healthy debate for a long time yeah. at that at that best in show table, and we kind of eliminated beers um, to start. 
and then we kind of whittled it down to maybe like five yeah. finalists and that's how we came up with it and the american ipa won which is you know a great category for for our first year to to win but it it kind of shows you we we weren't all just like hop heads or whatever because yeah. yeah. uh, ipa sure won but then it was a specialty beer, then a lager. And I think there were even some people at the table that were um, kind of arguing for like the Oktoberfest. Right. I really like the barrel-aged beer. Uh, that's not everyone's cup of tea. So, you know, for, for a best in show, I don't think right. that'll ever win a best in show. It's always going to be one of those more popular styles. Sure. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, I don't know, maybe they don't know how this kind of beer competition is judged and that's why they think it's just a popularity contest it's like everybody sitting around like voting for the beer they like the best and i, I think on, that me, the can i before i interrupt you or yeah how many of these have you got how many comments have you guys got like this do you think um, estimated i i i heard some comments at the festival of like oh well you know like it, it, nothing again nothing i think there was one comment on social media that was maybe like pretty aggressive sure uh and then and but then i started hearing all these other sort of like mumbles about like oh well the, the awards was like but and, i bet you there's i bet you there's 20 to 1 of people who love yeah, how it went you know but it's always those sure. ones that stand out that's fair you know like i think it's, it's just i think for me <clears throat> one of the things i was proudest of of this whole project was that it had that integrity sure and yeah. that like it wasn't a, you know, the judges were very specifically told, like, you're not voting for the beer you like the best. You're voting for the beer that fits the guidelines. These guidelines Whether yeah. you like it or not doesn't yeah. matter. And so that, I think that specifically is what I love about this and what I hope that we can continue year after year is this, this uh, culture of, like, integrity and, like, bringing in more and more judges, bringing in new judges so that it's not just a bunch of like people have been judging beers for, you know, years and years and years and have sort of like their, their, uh, patterns, you know what I mean? Like sure. bringing in new blood and bringing in new opinions and bringing in all this so that it's very democratic and it's very like, these are the beers that our community truly has awarded. Matt, we gotta, figure, we gotta figure. <laughs> we gotta figure. We gotta figure out his, it's that his whole mic sorry, stand. Oh, we got it. I got it. Point it. Point it further up. Then maybe it'll. It'll. I think just... it's good. I think it was just. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Like sorry about that. That thing, the that thing dips a little <laughs> bit. I dropped my mic for you. Yeah. Well, thank I'll, you. Have to, I'll have to send that into the shop. Uh, you know, to your point. I mean, looking at our list here of winners, a brewery like Look Brewing. Out in Shannon, I mean, she brews for a movie theater. Yeah, and, and she won an award. Like and that's she's not by a, herself. I think she has one guy that helps her. Yeah, maybe. Like and that's then, not a popularity contest there, no, or even no. like Oro Brewing. Now, I I fully admit that's my favorite brewery to go to well, there's because a I live in Mesa. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. you don't win a you don't win a golden. GABF yeah. if you're not brewing good beer. Yeah, or a silver at World Beer Cup. You know, right? That's uh. Here's what I say about about the okay. First of all, you have to understand the. You've been number dealing of, with haters a long time, right? So you well, probably yeah, know for sure, for sure. And, and, and no and, one hates the tap that AZ podcast. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, there, there are a few. If you're, there are a, few, if you're yeah. a social media personality, you have haters. Yeah, period. absolutely. That you know, that's a good point. I you know, early on of creating this this whole thing, uh, you know, reading about content creation and becoming a, you know, a personality or whatever. It said people should love you or hate you. If they don't care, you're not doing something right. 
right? You're not taking risk, you know? So I was like, you know, I'm not like a risk taker. Like I'm not, I'm not the, this beer sucks. This will, you know, but then I started to realize after doing it, that my draw was my positivity. There are people out there like, F you dude, there's no way. Oh, these beers, dude. And I'm like, whatever, (laughs) smile on my face. So, so that's, you know, that pisses people off some people, you know, but, but then I just lean into it and, um, what I will say first about the, the people before you say anything about the competition is knowing number one, it was first year. Number two, 40 percent, 35 to 40 percent of the breweries participated. Two out of three didn't participate. So you can only do so much. Right. right? 100%. Also, um, if you don't think that, you know, the non-hype places like Desert Monks and Helleva and Flying Bassett shouldn't be winning awards, then you don't know enough about the, the scene. 100%. Yeah, you don't. Like, yeah, oh, you have to head to Flying Bassett half four years ago. Dude, all right, get out. You know, I mean, right. I get fired up. I, listen, I really do. I, I totally get that. Like, and, and, and the other thing, too, is breweries are not, uh, they're not, like... M- stagnant right they're constantly changing they're constantly bringing in new brewers or or new recipes or or you know collaborations and when they do a collaboration maybe they learn something and then they apply it to the next beer so like the first time i gold goldwater is one of my favorite breweries Um, sure their their beer is fantastic and the first time i ever went right when they opened i was super unimpressed i i was like "Eh, this is fine and i didn't go back for two years yeah yeah. And it wasn't until I started hearing the community talking about, oh my gosh, Goldwater, you got to go to Goldwater. They're yeah. machine gun to like all this. And I started hearing all these people talking about Goldwater. I was like, Goldwater? Like I've been yeah. there. Like I, yeah, you I tried that. I didn't yeah. like it. I right. didn't like it. Yeah. And I went back and I was like, holy cow. And now like, and then it was just like, they became one of my favorites really, yep. really quickly. Yep. And I think, uh, I, you know, I'm guilty with that with like Uncle Bear's, for instance. Like I wrote Uncle Bear's off for a long time sure. and then i tried that ocean beach west coast ipa that won yeah uh, they, I, they got bronze in the ipa and i'm like this is a really good friggin' beer yeah. like this is delightful so yeah. like you yeah. know it's like you, you you can't you can't go to a brewery once and then decide that that's your opinion on it like Absolutely. you have to you have to keep you have to keep your mind open because you know, it's like i would say this on top of that right you go to a total wine not to throw names out there but you go to total wine and you get fossil creek from that brewery at least six months old this thing is you sure. know you know it's it's been on a shelf it's been warm this is your experience with that brewery that dude they suck you know what man i have had i've had some bad uncle bears beers especially in cans i think there's a there's a disconnect with some breweries of i actually just talked to jesse this morning from uh oro i know you just had him on mm-hmm. recently um so i was chatting with him and he's talking about they just got this you know this small can seamer that they can start to do cans he's like but we didn't want to do cans until we were ready right i think there are some breweries out there that maybe not the qc process isn't there or there's just so much out in the market that it's sitting there right and that's your first experience with you know there was uh but the one that won from um Uncle Bears, right? Uh, Ocean Beach. Yeah. Ocean like th- Beach, I think it was right. three years ago. I had it at Total Wine. Uh, they had a person there giving tastings. I'm like, holy, sh- this is like one of the best West Coast IPAs I've ever had. Every other time I bought it since, not even close, right? Yeah. So that's another thing I think people have to understand is Spellbinder, when they won gold, that wasn't the Spellbinder recipe, right? That was a Spellbinder GABF recipe. For sure. Right? They, they released a specific beer with gold trimming to say this is the recipe we submitted that won. Not 
the stuff that you get normally on the shelves. Yeah, yeah. So right there, it's you know you're you're brewing something to hit these parameters. So I guess to sum it all up, if people talk shit about this, they just don't know yeah. enough about well, it. Well, and you and know? and that's the other thing to realize about like production breweries, right? Like mm -hmm. you're producing stuff at high high volume. Not all of it is coming off of a shelf fresh, like you're saying, right? right? Whereas you you go to a brewery like flying basset or like desert monks that's not doing these things at at volume at production level yeah um they they're you know most of what you're getting is fresh out of the tank yeah. right and it's yep. freaking good and yep. but that also means that they submit to festivals a lot less and then that means they get less attention overall like yep. right and so then like this podunk brewery that you maybe don't pay a lot of attention to uh happens or turns out to be one of the better breweries that, that yep. you know one of the better beers that, that that that's out there um that doesn't get a whole lot of like traffic because they're out in pine yep it's not like they're in central phoenix and people are walking by and checking them out right cool so, little taproom in cottonwood too i'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah i've been, yeah. To, I've been yeah. up to the one the in pine and there's a great hiking trail right across the street and it's a great destination for coming off that trail it's yeah. very popular like you know mm -hmm. april may and then this time of year in october or september to go up there do that hike hit pine or hit the that brewery in pine it is like always crowded when yeah. you go up there on the weekends yeah, it but, is but they're sure. probably making most of the revenue off of distribution right because like you, I, that's that's how yeah. everybody else is getting it and so maybe not but, but the, the bigger the bigger it, it's better for them to sell it over their own taps right right especially if you're putting beer out there that you know it's been out there for months right that does your brand no good you sure, have this right, this, sure. this year old ipa from that brewery and you're like oh dude this is gross pour this down you're driving through you're like well, i'm not stopping there yeah no you remember that, that time yeah, yeah sure. there's not is it you know that brewery, i always tell people don't judge a brewery unless you've been to the brewery twice right like kind of like what you were saying you know sometimes it takes a little more and may, maybe that time needs to be spread out um I mean, people that know, know that Renhouse was not good when they opened up. Yeah. Renhouse is very open about like, dude, we sucked. Like we yeah. we were not good. And I mean, then Ranch them... Hand that had that whole water debacle. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So they, they turns out that they were, um, they had like a, a crazy amount of iron in the, uh, in the water that they were using, the yeah. well water that they were using. And, uh, it, it was something that no other brewery in Arizona had really dealt with. Hmm. Um, and they had to get like a specialized piece of water filtration equipment to basically fix that but they put wow. a ton of product out into the market and it had this crazy weird like almost like it was like, what it was he like described blood, it as like yeah. iron blood you know like it was like a weird uh flavor that was in this beer that they hadn't it's not a, a flavor you're ever looking for he right? described right. it as like sucking on a penny yeah was... you know that like iron <laughs> sort of like and so and but they didn't know about it because no other brewery had dealt with that and they i mean they they fixed it well breweries out here on the west coast so they uh the story goes eric that he was able to contact people on the east coast like in steel country you know pittsburgh michigan ohio whatever uh and they knew right away what the problem was, and they were able to guide him to the right, to the right kind of machinery or pit part that he was yeah. missing, and that cleaned up the water because it's not an issue. But because he's down in Eloy, it yeah. apparently is an issue with the groundwater down there. So, um, but they fixed it, right? Yeah. And like if yeah. you would have, if you would have had one can of that mm -hmm. and hated it and been like, oh my god, this is terrible, and then you never like gave him another shot, like 
ranch hand has great beers yeah he was very popular at the festival um his booth was rocking and rolling all all day long um every time i went over there he had a line and he was he was you know he josh is a good dude too like he'll chat up anyone and um so there's a lot of people we're doing a we're gonna do a collab with them phoenix mag collab with them we've got a whole bunch of collabs and and like lined up right now man yeah i like it very excited you guys i've got i've got 13 under my belt at this point so i guess we got we got some catching up to do for sure for sure um so talking about go back to the festival you did you have a chance to sample um some of the beers that were out there i did and did you have a favorite oh man what did i like i know uh the hellas from Bonehouse was really yeah, good. yeah that's always good they brought yeah, that orange shimmer best fest yeah. too and favorite beer i had at best fest yeah um both beers that I had at Old Ellsworth, uh, really good. They had a hazy and they had a blogger. Another, yeah. blogger. Another brewery that gets no attention because yeah. of where they are. For mm-hmm. sure. They're, they're, they're really good. And they're, really, and they, they're the only one out in Queen Creek, yeah. uh, for, for what I know. It's and, a hike, though. Yeah. A lot, especially where I live. I'm in North Phoenix. Like, that's, I love those guys, but I'm like, dude, you guys are away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, they're... they're uh, they're doing really good stuff. They're starting to can now. Um, trying to think, oh, I had the I had the one at, at uh, Oso. Oso was right beside us, mm-hmm. so I was drinking a lot of their beers just real quick. Uh, they had the. Is Chichin that why Chong. they were they were out of when I went back there? They were out of everything, probably. They were yeah, next probably. To you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I promised my wife I would drink lots of water, so I did. Jackie, I drink lots of water, uh, but Same. no, I had their their Cheech and Chong themed. And I'll be honest with you, man. It tasted like wax lips. I didn't like it. <laughs> it was. It was like. Uh, what was that? Did you, did you have any of it? I remember the name, but it was I a can't, tea. Yeah. It was a tea and something. I don't remember what it was. Cool can art, but I took. I'm like that tastes like wax lips. Huh. I don't know if they make wax That's lips wild. anymore. Uh, but no, I, I I love Oso. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Yeah, I didn't get around as much as I should have. I didn't get a chance to try to like visit at the festival, visit Grand Avenue, but I I know the beers that they were pouring because we've had them. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple friends that came and they said that Grand Avenue was like, they said their beer was incredible and some some of their favorite. I mean, Grand Avenue is another brewery that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. And they, they cleaned the uh they did they were the they third were, place in best in show or uh brewery of the year third yeah, place right? they were nice. they were bronze and gold for uh the belgian half yep. wheat category yeah they, they um, got a silver on the uh, sour, uh sour wild yeah silver for their tartonic and i, I tried yeah. that at the festival so that, they crushed it a four medals yeah. man wow. yeah very, I was gonna ask very you. very tart it took a while yeah. for me to finish that, that the tartonic but that, yeah. that's all right because it's like a four percent i needed to walk around yeah and like visit it's, do it's my the job, most sour so. berliner vice i've ever had yeah Ooh. very very sour it's, was there any wilds in the in the judging um, I don't know because that's a, that's I'm not a, really sure what was one submitted. I would like to see Arizona yeah. doing more. I but, mean, I know so it's they had the sour but... berry burst from Helva, the neonic orange Julius, and that tartonic Berliner Weiss. So there were, um, well, you said you judged too, right? I, the yeah, sours. that was my first category. If I remember right, it was all sours and the two Berliner Weisses at um, on there too. So, yeah. and that orange Julius, which I guess is a sour, yeah. um, that. So that uh, those two, and I remember distinctly like those Berliner Weisses being top notch, like better than any of the other sours there. Big fan of that style. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there was one that, um, so I'm sitting at a a table with 
two home brewers that were professional judges. Like they judge all the time, these home brewer competitions. And they got stories to tell too on those because home brewers can create some of the best and some of the worst beers. That, and these guys yeah. are telling these stories at the table while we're doing this. And then the guy next to me is a grand master of the uh, beer judging competition. He's like uh-huh. the highest level judge that we have in the country. So here I am, first time judge sitting next to maybe the most experienced beer judge yeah. in the entire country, which was a great representation of who we had at that at the judging. Every and, table uh, had a, a kind of that sort of same. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like right? that. Where every table yeah. had someone who was new to it, and then someone who was a brewer, and then someone who was a professional judge, and et cetera, et cetera. So it was like very, again, it it, it created this environment where uh, everyone was talking about it and the new people were learning about it and, and then the people that were very experienced were also getting a sort of a fresh perspective from yeah, the new so judges he, and yeah. it was like, here was me as a new guy and there was a sour that early in the morning it was like 9 10 a.m i i smell it i taste it and i'm like this tastes like an italian dinner and it smelled like <laughs> it that too sour. and after you know you all kind of like do your own sampling and taking notes and then you talk about it afterwards and i brought that up and these beer judges look at me and they all look went back to and like, oh my God, you're right. So I was like, uh, I'm pointing something out to these professional yeah. guys. They're like, I get that now. And so you, you, you come up as you drink more beer and like, I don't know, I wasn't trying to like impress them. I was a little nervous though, because sure. of who I was sitting next to, but I still wanted to be able to contribute. And I, I felt pretty good about myself that I was able to contribute yeah. that part. Um, and, and I, I like the logger a lot and so did the beer judging competition president. And so at least I got those two things that I can be like, all right, I, I know maybe a little bit what I'm talking about when, when it comes to beer judging or at least finding flavors and smells. So yeah. One yeah. of my big, one of my big uh, hopes for next year <clears throat> is that we, you know, we double the amount of beers that are submitted and with that, we double the amount of judges and, you know, maybe this is something that y- you can help out with and, and, and get involved with is, Bringing in not just beer judges and beer drinkers, but chefs, sommeliers, like like people who have very advanced palates, but maybe aren't necessarily partial to beer. Uh, Or caught up in the the terminology. So that that they can come in and do that kind of thing. Was like, I'm kind of getting this thing that nobody else is getting because maybe you usually only get it when you're tasting wine or something. And then bring that sort of perspective to the judging because like, that just elevates everybody, right? Yeah, like, because the way we we did it was the guidelines were printed out. You read them as you tasted, and yep. like, does it hit this? Yes or no? And then you kind of go on from there and write down notes of this. This wasn't hitting on the hoppiness level, or the aroma was off, stuff like that. So, yep. yep. I, I did one of those uh, in Tucson a few years back. With uh, done a couple of these actually pretty fun it's the like the clear water brew challenge right mm-hmm. where they basically taste take like wastewater and and have breweries make beer with it to bring awareness to it and you know i to me i'm like that's really cool like innovation and we need that and other people are like no like that was like recycled like pee water like <laughs> you know and it's whoop, uh good thing that was in glass dude was, yeah oh, when you hear glass. when you hear wastewater it is glass but um, it's thick yeah, yeah yeah when you hear wastewater that does kind of turn people off. i mean you know, i, I always kind of have to look at that again like wait yeah. as, someone, as someone who like backpacks a lot like i boil like pond water and drink it so like, yeah you know or exactly. filter pond water like it's 
it's fine. I've seen the facility too. Like last year, uh, I did a, a episode with Scott's City of Scottsdale. Like they were doing a a brew cha- or brew challenge with their purified water, and to see that facility and like for them to say how much water is like mm-hmm. under the like underground there you're like what the hell this is crazy and then they tell you how much you know how much water is being used and that they can you know basically clean it up and then reuse it it's like well we should be doing that you oh, know yeah. um and i'll drink beer to, to help support that <laughs> that's for sure. what my role is <laughs> for sure so i had a um uh, a barrel aged the barrel aged french saison from simple machine that they brought oh, out yeah. that was like their 2 p.m release that was really which good. i always kind of liked that i don't know what, what do you feel about like timed releases at beer festivals are you a fan of that um now see all right my my experience with beer festivals is very skewed right because when i went to festivals before i started setting up i would get in vip and i'm the type of person that like if it starts at noon i'm like at the gate at 11 55 right? right so my experience has always been different you know um usually by the time they have those releases i'm already kind of you know, I'm drinking water or whatever, <laughs> but um, yeah, you have to remember yeah, that yeah, they're sure. doing that. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> drinking <laughs> water. <Jackie. laughs> but uh, no, I don't really pay attention to those. I don't because I'm not. I I, I don't really geek out about the beers that typically. Uh, I, I'm, I don't really care about barrel aged beers and imperial stouts and sure. stuff like that. Now, if they had you know those where it was a camp cool ship or something like that, you know, wild ale, I I really like those. But yeah, otherwise, I don't care. I think I think it's uh it's a clever way to try to you know to try to inspire people to come back to for from sure. a marketing perspective. Yeah. I think it's a great way to get to to get people to try to come back to your table or to your booth. Sure. Um if that if that's the kind of beer they're into. Yeah, um, I think that was the only one that I can remember that was at our festival that had something like that. And, I know uh, I know Strong Beer does it all the time. Yeah, Strong know, Beer like, has yeah. a bunch presidential of presidential style from Wilderness yep. like always has a time to release. Oso did a bunch of that this past year, but Real Wild and Woody had like cask barrels that were mm-hmm. being released at certain times. So I think like Desert Monks did that. Yeah. And like it's even though again, I, I even though I don't care, like I would do it. Right. Because I'm yeah. not my target market. Right. You right. know, I, I mean, I am to a point, but I'm really not. So my target market would love that. You know, yeah. so if I if I was in charge of like a brewery, uh, I, I would do that. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great way to, like I said, to to to, to like bring attention back to you, like for you. If you if at a at an event you ever wanted to do like a it, you had like a very special celebrity yeah uh, person that you wanted to have on your podcast at a certain time yeah and you wanted an audience yeah. like well, it's oh, a great yeah. way to get I've people to, do to that show up sure. all at once right yeah. to like listen in on on what you guys are saying and I want to do um, it too where I'd get like you know all right at three o'clock. Doc from Pedal House is going to be my guest. Uh, yeah. Lucky, lucky winner will get the third microphone. You there know, you go. like it might be a home brewer, or it might be just totally whatever it is, and you know, you kind of. But yeah, so it's that, and, and those are the little things. Like you were at you, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, tweaks as you continue this festival. I think the the upping the what do they call them activations or yep. activities and things like that. Um, photo booth whatever it is the more of those things that you have and i think that they can be very thought out and even financially beneficial in the way of like okay the giant jenga is brought to you by so and so the the photo booth is brought to you by pitch right um so people people dig that stuff yeah you know but it's hard um, to it's hard to execute right in in theory uh anybody can create a plan around anything right all right can you do it yourself cool now you're gonna need people to help 
good luck finding good yeah. people, is, right? Is there a favorite thing that you can remember from a beer fest that kind of sticks in your mind, like something out of the like ordinary? Yeah. yeah. Like I remember the uh, uh, my wife still talks about the uh, the boxing ring that Phoenix Beer Co. brought out, uh, Strong Beer. This last uh, year? Oh, yeah, yeah, the wrestling. Yeah. Or was it a wrestling thing? Wrestling, yeah, I'm like, yeah. we, we never saw it, but we just saw it set up. And it was just one yeah, of those like, what is this for? Karaoke <laughs> that, who was it? Who, who had karaoke? I sing back. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was before I met you. Like, See, we that knew should each be an activation. But... <laughs> Walter Station just announced when Johan's going to come by and sing Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And all the girls Ooh. will come. And... I'll make sure not to wear a tank top next time. <laughs> you got to get the totally Walter vehicles out there, though. You have to do it on one of the giant Walter yes. vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot like we had axe throwing at at, at our festival. I like that. And they I like, were, I like they the were always busy. That. And I yeah, there's a line. I kind of thought yeah. about that because I went to uh, another beer festival in in January that had uh, axe throwing, and I remember thinking that was really cool. Like, yeah, you know, like what's better than getting you know drinking beer and throwing you had the axes? high score for a while on that one. Didn't I did. You? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I you know I dabble in axe throwing. I'm yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually I usually skip the tutorial that they give at those things because I'm like I know huh? what I'm doing. He's I'm got fine. a and, yeah. Um, he's got an axe uh, throwing kind of name. Johan Warnholt. Oh, yeah, throw sure. axe. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to like make a big thing out of it. But uh, I got two bullseyes when oh. I threw at the festival on Saturday. So you know I didn't hit the green dot, which is hard to do. But I got pretty close. I think I was like four inches away from uh from the green dot so not first you know last, my friend i had a dream once <laughs> when i was camping that uh a bear was coming at me and all i had was my axe and i threw my axe and it ran it flew true and then i woke up there you go you don't know the end result oh no i know it oh okay I'm buried like, it, but you know yeah so is but that like uh, is that like darts or bowling that you get better accuracy as you drink more axe throwing? Uh, the maybe. thinking goes down. The thinking goes sure. down, right? I would say. Yeah. I would say, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like in um, in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's learning how to surf. You gotta think, think less, do more. Yeah. Think less, but you got to do something. Do more. But you got you to do more than you that. You got to do more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That scene's one of my favorites. It's, honestly, yeah. I think that's my favorite. That and yeah. the uh, the Dracula puppet show. Oh, yes. just, just the best. When, yeah. he, when he sings the yep. song at the bar and just brings the whole vibe down. It's yeah. like, oh, I love that. <laughs> anyway. Hey, real quick. I need to make sure I get this out there, right? So we give out these awards. No, I say we. You, you guys give out these awards. Um, I thought that tap that AZ hazy IPA won best double. So where's our where's our medal? Well, that yeah, that was a, that was that was that reader's choice. So that is a popularity contest. Yeah, right yeah, there. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. So that there was a so you guys had the Phoenix Magazine, which I thought was really cool. The the beer issue, you know, obviously the best of, which is always I, I think I had the last three four issues of the best of, um, but. Uh, then you did the beer issue, and there were awards, and tapped that easy hazy one best double. Yeah. Easy, so thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, but that, that, but that's the, you guys did that in in building up to. Yeah. So the the piece the the best of the valley beer kind of awards were uh, the reader's choice. So that's what yeah. people nominate. You know, people nominated beers for that. People voted, and then instead of putting it into the best of the valley issue, we thought it would fit better in in the in the beer issue. So sure. we kind of held on to it until then. Um, but yeah, it kind of helped. I, I think I hope that next year we can kind of market them 
together a little more to kind yeah. of create this this part of like the the professionally judged part and then the people's choice you know reader's choice part yeah because i th- i think you know it sort of adds the adds to that like community involvement of of the whole thing and like <clears throat> you know thinking about it now um you know bonehouse's uh sonoran shimmer hellas won uh the reader's choice for for um hellas loggers i think it yeah. was yep. and so you know but and they had it at the festival but we didn't have anything that they could display you know what there were there were breweries that had the medals and stuff that yep. they won with the awards yep. but then they didn't have anything they could display to show that there was a reader's choice so that's something yeah. that we should do next year where if if there's a beer there or a brewery there that won a reader's choice award then they should have something that designates that too so as you're walking around not only do you see the medals but you also see like hey the people really like this beer yeah, yeah. we, do, so, we yeah. actually do have a distinction on that it's a it's a little uh, like window decal or whatever and you know you'll see it any restaurant or um beauty salon or, or whatever that you might walk into around the valley if they're best of the valley winner you'll see that sticker on their on their front door yeah, so yeah, like that, that is that is probably on the way to bonehouse we just don't send that out until like february or march of the next year so yeah, um, yeah. they will be getting one of those and along with all the other you know readers choice oh, right. uh b- beer winners so. well i think that's kind of a good point too to kind of circle back to the you know people like woo, 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 about the the awards right uh specifically the the awards the you know the judged awards is right tap that easy hazy let's say it's a, a, a single ipa not even a double right that gets entered into a competition that's being judged by these criteria immediately it's out right it might be the you know the most popular people oh i love that ipa right but it has zappa hop in it which is completely takes that it's complete it's a different taste than a hazy yeah. right so doesn't follow those parameters instantly that's out of there someone's like oh why didn't it didn't follow the parameters right? right it's a great if someone was mad you know like dude tap that should have won the best hazy of like i agree you know <laughs> but i would love that totally but it's it shouldn't because right. it, it, it it doesn't taste like well a, and that's where that's where um per se. you have to su- you have to submit that specifically into like a specialty uh, which is cool that you guys right? have that so as like well boom yep. boom dynamite for instance is a is a an ipa yep. also um it was not submitted into the ipa category it was submitted into the specialty category and it won uh, a medal like yeah. so interesting I, so you know i think i think there there are routes in the professionally judged um you just have to know what to submit it to right yeah. um and hopefully we can provide that sort of guidance to people who aren't sure um but you know there's definitely a still a route but then you know sometimes there's beers that like coffee kolsch is a good example of a beer that i think a lot of people really like that like would never i don't know that it would ever win a competition no because it doesn't no. fit into i mean specialty again it, it does but sure you start you start creating this crazy cornucopia of beers in the specialty yeah. category like a lot of stuff is going to get like is going to get left out crazy style whereas like in a people's choice kind of thing like it's a kolsch yeah you nominate it as a kolsch and then if people like it and it wins then it wins and it's because people like it like that was one of the goals of the uh of our awards doing it locally and the craft brewers guild wanted their breweries to 
get familiar with how to submit entries right. and know the correct categories to submit to. And it's almost like spring training in a yeah. way is that, um, well, and then get, their, use that get analogy, their brewers yeah. to judge so that they understand how the judging is done. Yeah, for sure. That's so a young they, beer scene though, right? Like that's, that's the mark of a young beer scene, right? You don't have to mm-hmm. convince people in Denver or Portland, Maine or Portland, Oregon. It's like, like they want to, like they yeah. want to do, you know, um, but and here's the interesting thing too when it comes to beer judging like this is honestly like if you if you can see on camera it basically just looks like i just filled a cup with pee right <laughs> there's no uh, covering up the phoenix magazine branding that's a that is what's being judged right then you add all these elements to it ah oh, cool can oh shit they're using hatch chili oh this is uncle bears oh i love their food then it all it all becomes clouded to the what you think of this beer continually switches right where yeah. this judging cuts all of those outside distractions out right. focus on this liquid based on these things right but that's that's an obvious gap in the beer nerd culture to the popular culture yeah. right and and that's a glaring gap in some of the uh the beer scenes i guess that haven't i guess fully evolved into like a denver or something like that right there's right. a there's a gap because should be popular and approachable but then it also should be authentic right it should be both of those you you don't need to have them right. separated you know yeah. there's no reason that you know when they're ready that it's completely reasonable that oro has you know the brown ale tap on a place that only has four beers on tap you know and people know what oro is right, right. um so yeah it's I, I think we're just a young beer scene i think we're doing um we're doing i think the right things a lot of us are doing the right things to to kind of bring yeah. attention and uh you know it, it's kind of funny it's full circle because this beer here railhead red this is really what started my love for arizona craft beer right? is that right yeah. why is that well i moved here from ohio in 07 probably 80 percent of the beer i 80 percent of the beer that i drank leading up to that was bush light right which is why i hated beer i really i was i was more of like we go to a bar right that's not my buddies never had liquor or anything yeah. like that it was always just shit loads of bush light right Coors Light <laughs> if you had a little extra money but um so i get jack and cokes if we went out somewhere and then we moved i moved to arizona and i had shiner bach and that was the first mm-hmm. time i'd ever had anything other than um was it Amber Bach? Do you remember Amber Bach? Oh, yeah. I don't know if they still make that. But so it was like those darker, uh, maltier beers that got me into craft beer. So it was Shiner Bach. And then when I met my wife in the beginning of 08, her parents lived in Flagstaff at the time. So her dad loved beer. And so we would go downtown, hit places up. We went to Beaver Street Brews and Q's to play pool. And they had those, was it? 250 350 imperial pints right so it's 11 o'clock 11 a.m on a saturday we're playing pool no windows like one little set of dark windows uh and we're pounding these 350 imperial pints of the railhead red and it was so drinkable now i i and maybe this is just my palate adjusting and i think this happens with a lot of people um i don't think it tastes as good as it did before but 95% 95% chance it's exactly the same, right? Because I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, but now that I drink this and also, right, competition, um, they're going to give you their freshest cans, right? They're not going to say, hey, guys, you know, we're in Cottonwood, uh, go to Fry's and grab something. Like, no, 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 no. 
we're going to bring you the ones right. we can, the most recent, you know, so, um, but this is fantastic. So Railhead Red was really what got it started. That's awesome. Yeah. And then episode one was what, a hundred yards away at Mother Road. And that was your first episode? Very first episode. Nice. Yeah. And episode 100 and 200. It was supposed to be episode 100 and 200, but I realized recently when I renumbered the episodes, because I didn't keep up, it's like episode 103 and like 204. <laughs> but, oh, uh, right, right. But it doesn't matter. Like, I'm the only one that cares about that, right? And also, it's like... The, was the that intentional, or did you kind of fall No, I just that? miscounted. Yeah, I just <laughs> miscounted, right? But you know what? That kind of goes back full circle to the to the judging aspect of it. It's, you know, a lot of times the haters are people who aren't doing anything themselves anyways, you know? Like, that's always my response. I want to say, like, what are you doing? Okay, yeah. well, then why don't you do do a competition I th- right i think that's why uh our response matt's response to the comment about like oh these are just like you're missing some of the best beers and stuff and we we're like well they didn't not everybody submitted yeah and the comment the response was <clears throat> god what is going on the response was um you know we invite you to come judge next year yeah days for yourself go. Come be a part of, and, and it's it's not like a it's not like a, a a sassy response. It's like legit. Like if you want to be part of this, you can. Apparently, be. you know what you're doing. Right. We would love you. Yeah. Whoever like, you are. <laughs> like and it's it's a genuine like if if you want to have a say in and what beers win, then come judge beers. Yeah. And 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 maybe you'll come and open people's eyes or maybe you'll have your eyes open to how the process works sure um you know but ultimately like we worked with what was submitted mm-hmm. and next we, year there'll be more what? submitted we, we keep coming back to this i keep bringing yeah. it back let's move on let's move on right because 95 percent of the comments were positive people had a great time I, I so love here, seeing, in, in the spirit of yeah. moving on <laughs> i love seeing let's talk about the, next uh, year okay sorry. yeah no i just want to say i love seeing all the breweries post their medals on yeah, social they're yeah. Yeah. so much really cool like yep. you know it's something that um we always see with best of the valley like people win that and then they yeah. are so proud that they won something that they they just you know want to put that out there and so like embrace that and really congratulate these breweries go visit them and encourage them that you know they're doing they're doing good stuff because they they are um they're not only winning on the national stage but you know here locally now that we started this it that it's just it'll help grow what they do and what we all love to drink and and personally like on a personal note like for me that that means a lot because you know i found the metal shop to make the metals i yeah c plus d industry great i was like you know it was it was a recommendation but i like i i talked to them and i worked with them to to figure out the design we went through different iterations and like i the i thought the the labels on the back that say the brewery then and the category and everything like i printed those and cut them and put them on every metal and then i went and bought ribbon and tied every rib. Like I put all this, Matt helped me with that. And, and uh, some of our staff helped with the labels and stuff, but like, I feel like I put so much time and effort into these awards and into the beer festival and everything for, for me to see these posts of people posting their medals and like, Oh my God, we, we can't believe we won. So like we won stuff and all like, it, it just like, it meant so, 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 so much. And then, yeah, for me, you know, event days are this these like cathartic experiences where like I have put all this effort into, you know, marketing the event, into set, you know, setting it up, creating the layout, finding the sponsors, finding the vendors, 
communicating with the vendors, getting everybody in, you know, all the information they need, like doing all of the, the setup and the organization of the whole thing that like on the day of the event, like seeing it happen and then hearing all the positive, like comments and responses from everybody was like, dude, last few days have been like a, just a crazy dopamine, just like skyrocket for me. Like it was, that's what you think about. You think about those things, not the one person. Yeah. So mad yeah, I guess in the in the uh, in the spirit of all that, like you know, what what do you think would be something that you'd like to see at the festival next year? I've had some people say live music. I'm a little torn on live. Yeah, what music. are your feelings on music? Because I personally yeah. hate loud music at beer festivals. Yeah, I don't like loudness I've, either. Yeah. I've been to both where there's not music and there is loud music. And honestly, I, the loud music I could do without. Well, if it's part of the if it's part of the gig, right? If it's a barbecue blues and brews festival, then for again, sure, right? I want to hear some music, you know. Right. But otherwise, no. I mean, like. Um, Went to uh, the Sweet and Sour Festival that that Fate Brewing put on. Uh, it was a really cool cool spot. Um, Hourglass Cats played. Love those guys. But yeah, there were times where it was like couldn't even talk with you know yeah. people that we were with, uh, and it got really crowded. I don't like crowds, which is why I love VIP. Um, so I would say unless it's a it's part of the the playing itself uh just have music right have a but but have i'm a music person like my podcasting career actually started in music like i was we had a music podcast um so i guess the shortest version is we had a music podcast we had a segment called what the f are you drinking and i was always drinking local beers and that turned into tap that az was that here locally it was local, but it was it was just me and my buddy through. And this was 2016, so we're innovators. Like this. we were zooming before you know mm-hmm. pandemic times. <laughs> uh, no, we would Skype. We would Skype. Uh, have like a, you know best cover songs, our favorite cover songs. Or we had an episode songs you didn't realize were cover songs, and then I would cut music in, and it was really fun. Uh, it was a lot of work though, a lot of editing. So, uh, but yeah, we do it in Skype. I was here, he was in Florida. Um, but so music's always been a huge part of things yeah. for me. So I don't like when places have a just, you know, turn on 93.3 and let it play. Like have <laughs> something that kind of gives a, a vibe, right? Yeah. An episode recently with Dynamite Beer up in Cave Creek. And they had like, you know, Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, like really good country music. And it yeah. fit the vibe. And it created, that yeah. adds an element to it, right? Yeah. Um, Live music, if you have original musicians, um, that's hard to be good unless you're really good. <laughs> you know, I think Hourglass Cats, I think we have a really good band, band scene here, like Fayuka yeah. and Hourglass Cats. Um, but I don't know. I don't, do people for really me, care? <clears throat> for me, I think the thing that I'm always concerned of with live music is that if it's too loud, people think it's annoying. Even if it's good, they're like, it's a beer festival. They're there to drink beer and they're there to talk to their friends and to the brewers about the beer, right? Like you need to be able to hear, you're not just drinking Coors Light and playing cornhole. You're like there to talk to people. Yeah. And so for me, like as soon as you bring a live band into the mix, you kind of take, 
take focus away from the beer if it's loud enough for people to hear sure and if it's not loud enough for people to hear and it's background noise and the band is like nobody's you know I, that same beer festival we went to in january had a live band and nobody was over there yeah. like it, they, they were probably just, don't care as long as they, they were paid but still right, right? it hurts it, you it know, a little bit. like just, everyone was trying to get as far away from that yeah. band as yeah. possible because the so, speakers were so loud i think it just kind of yeah. takes away from like what it, it's if, and then if you bring a, a band in that that's going to bring a lot of people, like is going to increase your ticket sales and it's yeah. going to turn into a concert and not a beer fest. Sure. So like, yeah, yeah. I, to me, like I would rather, you know, we had a pretty big space and we had music playing in one section of it, but you couldn't hear it in all the sections of it. Walmart, almost... Walmart parking lot style, right? Yeah. You get out of your car, you park a hundred yards away from Walmart and you're like, Oh, dude, is that third eye blind? Hell yeah, right? Because that right. those they have those speakers in in the the light poles. I love that. Yeah, I love so that. So it's vibe. either it's either running more that speakers is, through, get it started, or right? you get like two <laughs> or three DJs to set up. Yeah, and you know throughout the festival, and you create different zones of different kinds of music or whatever you know, however you want to do it. Also, but the no focus music. needs to be on the beer, not on the music. No music wouldn't be missed either. I bet. And the best, like, if I you had, had zero people, music, yeah, maybe I've have had music. some concepts or some con uh, feedback saying, like, hey, like, you know, b having more music would be cool. But again, you're you're playing that you're playing that like that balancing game between like, well, if we have more music and it's more like people hear it, then you might be taken away from. So it's just, I think it's just a matter of 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 finding that balance. And yeah, we probably could have had more music at, at our festival, but there was a lot of breweries that brought little speakers and they yeah. had their own music playing. And that yeah. also gives them an opportunity to create, create their, the, own vibe. Like their own vibe. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so like, you know, maybe, maybe the call is next year telling the vendors to like, Hey, we're going to have a little bit of music, but like, feel free to bring your own battery powered speaker and like create your own thing. Yeah. You know, we could have easily had Walter like Station lot, do, yeah. do karaoke at, at mm -hmm. our event. I so, think that would go full circle into one of the things that I would say. Um, not specific beer festivals or not specific things, but specific instances with breweries at certain festivals. Meaning, like the what is the brewery doing when somebody's coming up to the table? Are they just pouring, what do you want, here's what we have? Or are they you know engaging. sometimes yeah are they engaging something a lot of times they don't have that opportunity right but the best festivals that i've seen are ones that they can engage they can talk you know some beer nerd that's totally geeked out about you know oh shit this is the guy who actually makes the beer at old ellsworth heck yeah yep. you know because there's some celebrity that goes along with you totally. know the food and beverage and specifically beer with a brewer like oh, dude boy. first time i saw brian helton in person i'm like oh, god it's brian helton I was, you know you know uh, and it's funny because he like He's intimidating when you first see him, but you start talking to him. He's like, man, this is like the sweetest guy in the world. For sure. You know? For Doc, sure. Doc's like that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Doc. Doc, Doc's cool. Doc, like you, you, when you realize that that's, I mean, a lot of people have said, I haven't, I, a lot of people have said to me that Doc is the best brewer in the state. I'd agree with him. And, yeah. and like, so when I met him at the award ceremony, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, holy shit, this is Doc. Yeah. Talking about Doc like, Osborne like from Pedal nice House. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, you know, he's just so. And they won gold for their Pilsner. As they the, should. At the awards, yeah. As yeah. they should, right? That like, German Pilsner is beyond, yeah. So I totally agree. There's like a certain level, but you can't necessarily dictate that the, uh, that the, that the breweries like, like have some form of engagement. You can encourage it. Sure. Um, so we'll, 
Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, uh, yeah encur- encouraging that engagement. And I, I mean, obviously, that's kind of the top of the list, right? And then you kind of go down from there. Well, what if we do this? What if we do this? That's stupid. Cut. You know, you just kind of start with uh, the, the places that stand out are the ones that if they have one second or a minute, they're going to do something, right? Um, so I don't know. That's just my bar- my marketing creative totally. mindset of, of looking at those things, right? So because much. somebody who owns a brewery might be like, yeah great ideas you know yeah. let's how do you execute that you know totally. so uh but yeah I, I think you guys did great the, one. uh the, the best uh boost to visit are the ones where the you know it's the people who are invested in it you know it's yeah. like uh like eight bit ale works uh ryan their owner and brewer was out there at our festival yeah he was chatting up everyone um the the pure artisan oh, phoenix, you, from Oso. phoenix he's the, always doing you know the, the yeah. whole team from uh phoenix beer co phoenix like beer there's co. not a better team out there to yes. like just hang out and chat with you know yeah. brian and i I'm, I'm gonna see them today so I, I feel bad that i can't remember his name but there's two of them that are like the same person oh christian and his twin brother christians are mark the tallest ones. no 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 no, no. Oh. i'm talking about brian he's one of their brewers and okay. then there was yeah. a younger guy who had uh like longer hair oh yeah yeah and yeah. i was i was talking to them and i would say something and they would respond like at the same time with the exact same words like saying mm-hmm. one thing too yeah 100 they're like the, the totally <laughs> I like got the, creeped out the, man. I'll, 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 i remember it's, it's brian and this other guy he's such a he's such a nice kid yeah and, uh, he was very yeah those guys were very outgoing yeah <laughs> they're so fun yeah but like yeah, uh, you have marissa from look are, was out there marissa, she's born they she's had super crazy sweet glasses yeah. and you can chat other. i think the brewer yeah. from um saddle mountain was out there yeah. and they got a like, new brewer right uh, uh no he's been around for a while okay. um anthony and okay. um yeah. he's been there for at least a, a three or four years that i that i know of so uh, um here's a guy uh, from four peaks anthony the guy from four peaks i don't know who originally came over he was a brewer for four peaks and then he came to saddle mountain okay that might be yeah, might um, be the same guy what his name is but yeah yeah uh i know alex from uh grand canyon uh, Grand Canyon was there. Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's a hoot, dude. He's always uh, a he. So Grand Canyon does a really great job of like they do a good job of engaging people and and yeah. you know uh, yeah. uh, really having really cool setups at the at the festivals. They're memorable. I think I think there's a lot of breweries that are good at that because of the fact that you go to a beer festival, especially like you think about it, like a beer festival, like you know strong Arizona strong beer, where there's a hundred plus breweries. Like you gotta stand out for sure. You know you yeah. gotta you gotta do something that's gonna, or you gotta you gotta hire the guy that's gonna stand behind that table and like make people like smile and make people yeah. like love being there and like you know event booth workers are a dime. Yeah. You go you can go to any college campus and find you know fifty kids that want to work and want to sling beers at a beer festival. Yeah, but like to find those people like kale like the guys from phoenix beer co like yep. josh from ranch hand like you know alex all these guys that have these like big personalities and they're so welcoming and they're so friendly and they're so easy to talk to and fun to talk to and no matter what level beer drinker you are whether you're just like uh you know you like every style and you've tried every beer or you're brand new to it like they're going to talk to you at your level 
Yeah. Like those, those are the people that you have to find and, and then hire for your brewery because like, well, you know what the, here's the struggle with that though, right? Is those are also the same guys. So this is Saturday, right? Uh, this, these are also the guys that just work 60 hours per week on Monday through Friday, hundred percent, right? So it's not like, 100%. all right, we got us doing this and then we found the right people to work the, let's say, right. Where are they? Oh, they yeah. didn't show up. You guys got to do it. Like, ah, yeah. oh, come on. Right? But that's... It's, that's it's, the... it's why a lot of breweries are closed on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. got to give me a break. Man. But that's that's why I love beer. And that's, yeah. why, that's why I got really drawn in when I started the beer podcast into the industry. Like, I yeah. was like in hook, line, and sinker once I kind of understood behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah. Because I grew up, you know, outside of Youngstown, Ohio. Steel City, blue collar, uh, but always had this creativity to me. You know, like my yeah. mom was an artist. My grandmother was an artist, so I had the best of both worlds, and that's beer, right? And I, you know, I, it's it's yeah, food it kind of seems to be like the last great manufacturing that we have here, yeah. You know? But it's also um, it's creativity that has to be backed up by. Uh, blue collar work ethic yeah right yeah you can have cool labels you can have this cool recipe yeah you put this into the beer but then it's you know you're lazy and you're not brewing or you only make it one time and you know you've got 15 taps at your your brewery and i don't i get i get really frustrated as you know as a content creator not so much but more of like trying we also are hired for like services for social media sure. all of this stuff and, and even getting into like consulting and talk to people and it's like all right if you say that that's where you want to be that's great right i just want to be this you know like dark sky i think is a perfect example of that controlled growth uh, i had an argument with my father-in-law about this because uh my wife's cousin is uh he's a you know just kind of a turd <laughs> love the guy but uh very much you know i understand businesses and this is the way it is and, and they're like well dark sky needs to start making some you know just basic beers i'm like it's not what they want to do well yeah. then they're gonna fail i'm like they're not gonna fail right they're not gonna fail more so than the other people that you because ryan sandlin and his team know what they want they also know they they know what they want to do with their life ryan wants to still ride his bike in the mountains he wants to get out he doesn't want to be right. you know he wants to do what the hell he wants to do the way he wants to do it at his pace yeah. um so he's defined what he wants to do and then what he does following up falls in line with that what i get frustrated at is when i have conversations with breweries like this is what we want to be we want to do this i'm like okay how much are your sales this much how much of that goes towards marketing none of it what the hell like how how what is you in your business plan like yeah. what i'm very interested to know what in the section that says how are gonna people are gonna find out about your product what do you have there yeah right is it just crap beer is popular here's yeah. the here's the statistics across the country this that's not a marketing no. plan, especially now that that, that industry, it, it, the hype wave is kind of down, right? Yeah. Now you've got to be good. You can't just open a tap room. People yeah. are like, oh, let's go check it out. We'll check it out. But if it's garbage, right. there's 98 other breweries. For sure. You, know? yeah, you have to have an identity and you have to have a why and you have to like people, you know, people gravitate towards that. I think the other thing is that a lot of people want to create this business that's just going to constantly, constantly, constantly grow. Yeah. And like, sometimes that's, that's not the play. Like dark sky has as a place in the community. Yeah. They have a name. Like we all know them. Like every time I go to Flagstaff, I go there cause For I sure. love their beer. Absolutely. Uh, are they ever going to clutter when you walk in? Like, dude, what a yeah. draw. <laughs> are they ever going to like go to a bigger space or start distributing or whatever? 
maybe not. And if not, yeah. that's fine. They're probably uh, perfectly fine in terms of For their sure. business revenue and all that stuff. And if they're happy with that, then why would they like? There's there's no. There's no need for them or obligation right. for them to like grow out of that, right? But on the other side of it is is the like they they're true to themselves. They've got that vision. A lot of places don't have a vision, right? They don't have a plan. Um, and then maybe they have a plan and they have a vision, but they don't want to do the things and take the risk. Which it makes sense. Like it's easier to say, "Oh, I'll take that risk," than you know, it's, hey, spend a thousand dollars to get a two page spread in our magazine, which gets across some pretty incredible spots like your exposure like old Ellsworth like the number of people who know about old Ellsworth from open up that you know first page it's incredible but uh people look at it as it's an expense right me paying okay. for social media getting good photo photos of our product that's an expense you don't it's you're not, not you don't see the Right. It's not yeah. a direct, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's a reason like, that there's cans that's been, that have been sitting in your cooler here for 10 months. I look back in your social media, you haven't posted any other than the beer release. That's it. That's the only time I've heard about this. What about a month later? It's like, Hey, you know, dollar off of this, whatever it is. So, um, totally. we're, we're getting better at that because that's the other side of it for us is not just content creators and covering the stories, but we're also trying to, on the back end of things is trying to, you know, encourage people while, you know, it's our business. So, you know, we need to feed our families and pay our bills too, but in turn, uh, helping people kind of reach those goals that they want to. Right. And that, those are hard conversations. People are like, here's where I want to get, like, well, you have to spend at least this much yeah. money. Well, I don't have that money. Then you're we've, not going to get there. Right. We've definitely or, or noticed think of the plan B, the food and beverage industry, the food and brewery industry, uh, because beverage overall are usually great marketers. Sure. But the food and the beer industry are notorious for not wanting to spend very much on marketing. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't have you know, much, right? You, it makes you sense. You notice the ones but, that do a better job because, yeah. you, you know, they they get out there and they do things. Like I think about like Chip at Huss. Like he's... Yeah on TV five times a week sure, and exactly. he's at every, you know what I mean? Like he's at, he's at everything and he's everywhere and they have this whole, and they sponsor events. They pay money to sponsor events and, and, and all this, like they get involved and like, yep. and, and that has definitely translated into their like presence. Right. For sure. Like you think about Arizona beer, like they're top five of like on top of mind. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, from 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 marketing to PR, you know, like get out there and get a TV crew at your at your brewery and like yeah. find a reason for them to be there. Well, you know, even, I, like, I need Chip on TV way more often than five times. A week. I mean, <laughs> he like he if he delivered the news to me every night, I might actually tune into the news more. Oh often. yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Right, be a good <laughs> podcast voice too. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, you're right. It's. Uh, we're all out here. We're all out here uh, fighting the good fight. For sure. You know. For sure. And I and I love that you know between between the three of us and I I, I think I'm speaking uh, for the rest of the Phoenix Mag staff. It's like we're, we we just love being part of the Phoenix community. Whether yeah. that's beer, whether that's food, whether that's whatever it is that we cover. Like, yeah, we sell ads. Yeah, we put on events that are for profit. Like, yeah, we do all that because we have a business we're running. But ultimately, like. Our biggest, my my biggest motive for sure is being a part of this community. Yeah, 
My yeah, my favorite it. outcome out of the beer festival is that I can walk into a ton of these breweries now and most of the people in there recognize me. Yeah. And yeah, I getting, feel like getting, I have a, friend, get, a bunch of friends now within the community. And yeah. I love that. We try to get Phoenix out of the, um, you know, woe is me, you know, our, our city stinks kind of mentality that, you know, that that second son kind of mentality where like, oh, I need, I can only go to Oregon for good craft beer or San Diego for good craft beer. Like other people from around the country need to start saying, I'm going to come to Phoenix for great craft beer because it it really is great craft beer here. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's what I'm (sighs) trying to do. Well, man, we covered a lot. Yeah. And this is awesome. Thank you so So, much for being here. mm -hmm. How many, how many episodes are up to now? Uh, just hit 350. Oh, do you have a yeah. do you have a favorite from that? We'll end on that. A favorite. Or do you have a favorite <sighs> one episode or maybe a favorite person you've interviewed of all time? Um, I would say I'll say two. Kind of answers because you asked me earlier to like whether any duds. Um never any duds. Uh I expected a dud one time. <clears throat> so yeah. so I had a podcast set up with Pedal House. Uh, I was gonna be Doc and Julian and my buddy Brian Roper, um big big time foodie he uh he was like oh yeah he's like julian's awesome he'll be great on the mic you know doc's a little more quiet you know um you know he might be a little bit more challenging and i was like okay so get there and julian's not there julian had like i think his dog passed away that day or something was like hey man sorry i can't make it it's gonna be just you and doc and i'm like yeah julian uh, right he's the owner of pedal house yeah and what culinary concepts or is that what it what's the name of his is it is fork that, and dagger it? fork and it da- might be that yeah yeah it's but a bigger he, restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got like the sake house okay yeah he's got yeah um lucky's Lockies, yep. Ooh. So you know, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, so you're okay. casting. Uh, <laughs> nice. You're casting I mean, the woods. Fine. I don't know that's what's awesome. coming up next. Uh, I love but that. So anyways, I like that. Where is that, by the way? Huh? Where was that hike? Was that oh, a hike that was, somewhere? Uh, the um... man, I totally forgot that. They probably got a whole bunch of uh, text messages and emails and stuff. So oh, you're the, good. You're good. So you were talking about uh, <laughs> Julian and Doc being the dud, or no? No, no. no. So Julian <laughs> and Doc get there for the episode, um, and, and one of a, a previous um, videographer, business partner I brought on, uh, he was there to take video. So we, you know, we had lights and everything, and he was um, the the manager was like, "Hey, Doc's on his way. Julian can't make it." I'm like. Oh man, like, what am I going to do? Because right. up to that point, everybody's right. been really easy. And I got this guy who I think is going to be, you know, hard to interview as far as like quiet. You're going to have to pull things out of him. Um, meet Doc. And it was just incredible. Like, he was like, well, should we drink while we're doing? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what do you want to try? I'm like, I don't know, like kind of the best of what you got. And he's like, all right. Every beer he had, he had like five ounces of every, we had like 14 beers in front of us. He was awesome. Like it was like an education on beer styles. And so at that point, like doc became one of my favorites still yeah. is. So expected a dud, but it wasn't. Um, he seems to me like a guy that is never unhappy when he goes to work. No, like no. Every day is the best day. To yeah. Him. He's so calm. He's so. I mean, like, I've only met him keel. a couple, a handful of times, but yeah. that's what it seems like. <laughs> He's always He's, very uh, even keel, and he'll 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 get you like with he'll say some stuff, and you're like, like <laughs> can't say that, dude. Um, <laughs> he but, did. I think he did say something on one of the last times you interviewed him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, like people around it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, he was he was awesome, and, and been great friends with him ever since. Have done you know a couple beer one-on-one episodes where he explained, you know, uh, line cleaning and all that stuff. But I, I would say my favorites have been with that one. Um, but then I did an episode with, uh, Jack Maxwell from booze traveler and Zane Lamprey. 
and John Buford from Arizona Wilderness inside mm-hmm. a Best Western hotel room on like Saturday at like 11 a.m. <laughs> so, because I so I connected with Jack Maxwell. You've seen Booze Traveler like on the Travel Channel. He was on for like five seasons where he basically uh-huh. traveled the world drinking okay. booze. For, like he's uh he's been an actor for 30, 40 years. Really cool guy, but became friends with him and i know he knows zane lamprey and he's like oh you guys would just hit it off i'm like well hook me up man like connect me with zane lamprey so zane was in town a few years ago to do uh his tour you know he tours breweries does his comedy thing and so i text jack i'm like hey hook this up he's like well he's like his his time is kind of limited he's like can you be at the best western at 10 30 on sunday i'm like yeah i'll absolutely be there so we set up in this room first floor right outside by the pool uh in the room though and the door was open and we just set up the microphones there and, and it was it was awesome one of my favorite episodes uh chris bianco had him on one time at a at a farm dinner and right right the, the uh... so good yeah, the we, chef's table. We we were trying to get over the last few years trying to get him for a taste of AZ podcast, and he was always open, but it just it never worked out. And then the chef's table came on, like we're never getting Chris Bianco, <laughs> you uh, know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it was a farm dinner over at Riba Farms in Santan Valley. And Mark Ryan, the owner, was like, hey, you should come do a live podcast. So, you know, I interviewed, you know, plan was to interview all these chefs. The shop was the beer. They made the beer for the event. So Mark's like, I, you know, he kept calling me a uh, webinar. He's like, Eric uh, is doing a webinar over here. Don't <laughs> you love that? Yeah. They're like, yeah, re- record a live podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, are, we're not webinar. dead doing this, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's not live. It's not being broadcast anywhere. You know oh, yeah. Podcast you is? can even see so some of the younger people. <laughs> As he was touring, they looked at me and kind of laughed, like, "Yeah, we know." Webinar. <laughs> so these were these are the the this was the equipment I had were these clamps. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to figure this out. He just put me in like the shed, so I had to clamp the clamps on this like two by four that's going on the roof, and then the microphone came down right. And I'm thinking like, if this thing ain't tight, it's falling down. First guest is Chris Bianco, and I'm like, this is gonna fall on his head. Like he's, I'm gonna injure Chris Bianco with my microphone. And he was awesome. Talked to him for like ten minutes. Um, and then I would say the last one that was really, and these are all food ones too. It's really cool. Um, is Tamara Stanger from she was yeah. at Helio Basin. Mm-hmm. Now she's in uh, Utah. Like she, I told her when she moved, uh, we became really good friends. Uh, so I did the episode with Helio Basin, and they're like, "Hey, can we bring our uh, chef in?" And I'd had their food, and it was completely different, really good. I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." Never had touched food or anything like on the podcast. It was all you know beer. Um, so she came on like towards the end of it. And I was like, holy crap, like this is a different way to look at food. Like I was in a craft beer, but I, I didn't care. I'd go to Outback for, you know, my birthday dinner was at Outback, right? Um, but then I met Tamara and she kind of just showed me like how cool and gritty and local food can be. And so when she left to go to Utah, what, a year or two ago? Yeah. Uh, I grabbed a beer with her and I was like, you changed like my life you did because i was Mm -hmm. i was down this path of craft beer which i still am right but um you opened my eyes up to to how food and beverage and everything can be connected and it can be connected to our local 
environment yeah. right yeah. not just like this farm grows corn so we can have it's like what grows naturally like what can what can we do with this prickly pear what can we do with the you know this mint that's growing right along the river you know so yeah that stuff you know, really geeks me out for you know sure. who, uh, who i just cool. ran into um you guys ever go to mother bunch back in the day oh yeah you yeah, remember the food the best food for sure oh yeah so I, holly I was remember the, their wings still i to forget their day. last name yeah. um holly was their chef uh, she just got hired as the head chef at Tombstone North. Ooh, nice. Like, literally oh, last, I think last week or the week before. I know they were looking. Um, yeah, that's so, great. So she's the chef now there and she's going to shake things up. And I'm, I'm super excited to have run into her because I went in there once and they, I remember at Mother Bunch, they had a, they had kind of a bar that you could sit at that would, that, there was at the window, like you were looking into the kitchen. Like a, uh, uh, what do they call it? Not a diner, like a diner style. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. And yeah. It was in the back. It was like on the way to the bathrooms. Yep. Like they, they were full and they're like, the only place we could see she was here. And so my friends and I were like, sure. And so we just had Holly in front of us the whole time and she was talking to us, recommending things, letting us try stuff, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I just had this really great experience. So I go into Tombstone the other day and, uh, and there's, and there, I'm sitting at the bar and there's this woman sitting at the end of the bar, like working on a computer. And I was like, I was like, what is she doing? She keeps looking over to me. And, and so I start talking to, uh, um, uh, one of the bartenders there recognized me and I was talking to him and he, and, uh, and she was like, did you see your name was Johan? I was like, yeah. She goes, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like looking at her. I was like, I, I think I know you from somewhere too. And like, we were from trying to figure throwing, it out right? and she was, yeah. And she was just like, <laughs> she's like, well, I used to, I'm the new chef here. And then I suddenly it clicked on. I was like, did you used to be the chef at mother bunch? And she was like, yeah, I was like, Oh my God. Like, and this was like four, five, five, six years ago. Like yeah. it was a long time. And she like had, had that, like she said, she had a thing with faces and yeah, I was like, well, damn tombstone North's food is about to get, yeah, I was I thought mean, it was, it was good. already good yeah. because they used the same stuff from Helio Basin, which yeah. is already really, really good. Yeah. And, um, but I remember yeah. specifically Mother Bunch's food was known. Like, they were like one of the breweries, mm -hmm. one of the best food programs you know for sure so yeah super excited to see that she's back on the scene yeah well and i think it's cool too with tombstone north well i mean just tombstone in general uh, right their beers are just fantastic they're i think uh, i don't know what the progress is of the with the sierra, sierra vista. vista one yeah i haven't seen a progress in a while I haven't either I, just, I know it's gonna be huge um but like the tombstone north uh it, it's uh it's hard to not look at it and see Helio Basin, right? But know, they're starting really. to do things that are, you know, um, especially because like Planet Fitness is in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but having now, that's pretty cool. Now you have so Rob Rob Coat, the head brewer at the North location, is a chef by trade, right? Mm -hmm. He was a chef before he became a brewer. So to have him making the beer with her, like making the food, um, I know he'll he'll be super stoked about that. Yeah. yeah. And Very I will cool. be too, because I'll drink and eat there. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's right down the street from our office. So you yeah, let us right know when the you're street, there. For sure. I will. I will. I will. I will for just sure. hop over there and meet you. Yeah. Can I give this a couple awesome. shout outs? You got, yeah. 
I was going to say, we might have to divide this into two episodes. Ooh. A part one and a part two. <laughs> That's a good two, idea, yeah. This, is, this might be our longest. This definitely is our longest is episode. This is a long one, yeah. Oh, but, shit, it's almost two o'clock. But yeah, totally we went about it. an hour 20 with Megan Greenwood uh, in our last episode. Who is delightful, by the way. She's awesome. Oh, my gosh. She was yeah, so yeah. stoked about and the awards. And her sister, Lisa, was so nice at the beer. She was yeah. at the beer oh, festival. Yeah, yeah she's a great. a nice group of people, man. Yeah. And they, they ended up winning a couple awards, yeah, which was very cool for them because they were very, very, like, they they were very, they they were um, behind the scenes, really pushing for the competition wow. aspect of nice. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, shout out to them. Yeah, uh, give us and, some shout outs, man. Well, I mean, all the Arizona breweries. I, I just love what everybody's doing. Everybody. Um, what I heard from the awards night because I wasn't there, uh, I wasn't able to make it. But the actual awards night, they said the vibe from everybody I talked to was a really, really good vibe. Um, but specifically, my wife Jackie, she is the best. Like, so people ask me all the time, like, how did you do it? Like, how did you just cut ties, jump ship with your job, and just take this risk? I'm like, well, first of all, I have a wife that is incredible. Like, to be able to say, hey. Um, we're going to basically take our income cut in half, right? Uh, we've got two young kids. Um, also, there's the ups and downs of the trials and tribulations of doing what we're doing, which I don't want to say hasn't been done, but I haven't found anybody that's done what we've done, right? Start a podcast for fun that's evolved into something that gets sponsored that evolves into a, a magazine. That You know, we're, we're mm -hmm. building up these things um, with really – up until the last week or so, uh, Luke and I didn't have really a business plan. <laughs> you know, we just wing it. We, we found great partners in each other. Um, but finally, we're like, you know what, man? We should probably plan some of this out, right? Rather, rather you know, so so there's a whole growth of that. And, and that's, uh, you know, second shout out is Luke. My business partner is. That's another asterisk in the whole success is um, I found a really good business partner. It was my third attempt at finding the right person. Uh, but he's, you know, we just had this conversation yesterday. Is like, no matter what the struggles are, we know that we have each other's back. We're yeah. in this together. That's you awesome. know, we trust each other. I've met Luke a couple of times, man. Friendless dude. Like, super, oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah. Super, super smart. Like, yeah. dude, for, I mean, he's 26. Um super intelligent i mean we've been working together since he was 22 i think he's the mature one right <laughs> he's the one that has to like hey dude you know like uh, it's just uh, maybe we should have waters now i'm like i don't know man this is great uh but uh <laughs> but no so now so i would go to check out our website right a taste of az.com you can subscribe for the mag to the magazine for free uh tap that az.com finally got that up um luke built my website uh three years ago mm -hmm. and he's very very um I would say basic, very uh, clean, right? So he built this website, and I'm like, that's cool. I want it to be cooler, right? <laughs> you know, it's functional, and it was very functional. So I tried to tweak a few things, destroyed the whole thing, right? So it took me like two years to rebuild it. Dang. TapThatAZ.com is up now uh, with a shop. So I finally have a shop. So Love if you that. guys want some swag, uh, go check out TapThatAZ.com forward slash shop. Like that T-shirt you're wearing there? Uh, you know, I got to get that on the website. This one is actually sold directly at Simple That's Machine. That's at Simple Machine. Okay, yep. gotcha. Yep. Um, so when, well, when's the next batch of that coming out? Hopefully soon. Okay. We just sold the last two kegs to Junipine up in Sedona, Love actually. It. Brett should Bibber. We do a, should we do a Tap That AZ uh, gear package giveaway on our Instagram account? Ooh. I feel like we should do that. That sounds like a good idea. Works I don't for have me. a whole lot of gear. 
or, uh, sweaty, merch. sweaty, uh, well, say merch, sweaty, uh, like Gary, you giving my cameras away? Dude? Yeah, Come right. on. <laughs> tap that AZ merch. Yeah, you got <laughs> some <laughs> old microphones that drunk people have spit on in the past. Yeah, you yeah, that away, right? For sure. Yeah, no, I got some stuff I can give away. Yeah, some, sure. some yeah. weird collectors. A game shirt. Like this is stuff, a game yeah. shirt. This yeah. is the one I wore live on the podcast with Phoenix Magazine. Um, sweat stains and all. So, um, no, we, we do, our goal at this point is to, uh, so I do, you know, I, I like to do the highlight uh, episodes of, you know, interviewing new breweries, getting their story. And then we also like to do the rating Arizona beers, you know, rating, reviewing beers, uh, but really want to get into video, really want to kind of double down on the video aspect of it. Yeah. So that's kind of the next step is, yeah, you know. Kind of have the the audio podcast streamlined. Let's let's kind of get some visuals into this, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that stuff like that. So, yeah, love that. And thank you guys for the beers, dude. Thanks for being here. Man. Yeah, I, they've been uh, in my fridge since September, so I was it's wanting to month. i was wanting to share them that's it's like not, when, yeah it's not too bad that's not i love when bad. they say i love like sports you know when you're watching they're like this is the first time they scored a touchdown in the second quarter since 2020 i'm like this, this is like a, last I, I love it when they're like this is the first time that they scored uh in the f- fifth minute of the second quarter yeah uh with uh, uh, uh on a rainy day on a saturday in an, away, in an away game mm-hmm. in the last 57 hey, years. I'm for guys like, like me that are into sports, that drives me nuts when they don't do it anymore. I would say so. Matt is the one that finds those things. <laughs> oh it's, I'm just like, what? Did you know like, right. yeah. like, the last time Kyler Murray peed his pants, they won. Like, no, just kidding. Kyler, you're listening. Uh, <laughs> right no, on, man. Thanks well, for thank having you. me, guys. Yeah. Uh, if I had any more beer in my cup, I would cheers you, but, you know. There's a little left in that hit, one. Hit me. Look at that. Left All right. Well, cheers to uh, Eric Walters from Tap That AZ Podcast <laughs> yeah. and the Taste of AZ Magazine. Thanks for coming in. And until cheers, next time. Buddy. Cheers, buddy.